Hello, you're listening to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast, presented by Brandon Elliott. This show will be going over all aspects of real estate investing and is intended to educate, motivate, and prepare you to take action on your first or next real estate investment. For more information, please visit BrandonElliottInvestments.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy. Welcome back, everyone, to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Brandon Elliott. We got a special guest in the house today with us. And what's really cool is as we started talking more, we originally met in the boardroom. For sure. In a joint mastermind group, real estate related mostly. But once we started connecting and talking more here, we realized that we're both from New Jersey. We both have Asian persuasion wives and... uh, (laughs) <laughs> and we got a lot of other crazy things in common. So it, it's really funny. It's unique how God shows up and has some different things in the mix for us. But today we're going to be covering some wholesaling and seller financing, really why the market has dried up so much and, and is making it very, very difficult on the wholesalers right now. Right. So why we believe wholesaling is actually dead. It's dead right now. And what you can do to actually adjust and pivot and really be able to take this to the next level. So without further ado, Damien, what's up, man? How, how you been, baby? You're good, bro. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having me. That's yeah, a, a spot. It's really nice here. Yeah, I'm excited to have you. So anybody out there that doesn't know more about who you are, where you're from, and, and the whole nine for real estate, do you mind just diving into to that? Uh, so for me, how I got into real estate, I could start there. I yeah. mean, it, it's I, I feel like I have probably the most boring story about real estate. Like. <laughs> You know, I, I I was one of those kids when I when we were little, when we had family gatherings, I would always be the one that would want to play Monopoly. Yeah. Right? Like, so you see, you look yeah. at you, you're like, yeah, yeah me yeah. too. Right? So I would always, I found it was always interesting. And, and I grew up in the 80s. Yeah. So, you know, Donald Trump was kind of like one of those dudes that you were just like always hearing about. Yeah. He was in real estate. So I, I, in my mind, I was like, that's the only way you're going to make it is in real estate, especially in the East coast that, you know, the whole Donald Trump. Exactly. New York, New Jersey, Connecticut. That's what we knew. Right. So, I mean, fast forward, man, I went to, I graduated college or high school, rather nothing special. I was just like an average as average student. Yeah. You know, and I was just like, ah, so I was like, I'll go to college. I studied accounting, you know, thinking that was like the close, I can get closer to business and real estate, okay. you know, and it was furthest from the truth. It was super boring. Yeah. And then I ended up very boring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I ended up get graduated with a college with a accounting degree, uh-huh. taxation. I got out of school and then I worked, went to work for an insurance company of all places. Mm. And then doing about three months of that, I want to blow my brains out. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I got to find something else. Were, were you calling people? Back then, you know, I, I think I would have lasted longer if I did. Yeah. Because I was telling them, I'm like, put me on the phone. It's like, I'm nice, yeah. right? Yeah. But they didn't even give me a shot. So I was like doing sales support for this guy. And I yes. was just like, man, I was like, support. Like I was basically running quotes all day. And I'm like, get me off the bench. Like, yeah. I'm not that kind of person. So yeah. I need something more. Exactly. So how'd you get into real estate? What inspired you? So from there, man. Do you have any family members, friends, no, anybody I don't, that... I, I think, you know, on my on my side of the house, on my side of my family, like my immediate family, I was the first one to buy a house. Yeah. I bought my first house like 100% financing. Yeah. And I got a story on that. But, you know, I bought that house. But how I got into real estate back then, there was no YouTube. Yeah. You know, there's no Twitter, there's yeah. none of that shit. So I went and I went to a seminar back in the day from this guy. It was called like Robert Victor Hansen or whatever. They did like 
a three day. I went to a three day event. I sat through and I remember all the people were like older, like probably like in their 40s or 50s. Yeah. You know, and they were majority white people, Caucasian. Yeah. And I remember just sitting there like as a 20 some year old kid thinking like, all right, like, okay, show me what I got to do. Yeah. And we sat in the room for three days. And I remember there was a guy from Newark, New Jersey. His name was Richard. I think his last name was Douglas, like Richard Douglas. If you're uh-huh. out there, Richard Douglas, like, Hit me you're, up. you're the guy <laughs> that got me going, right? Yeah. But Rich Douglas, right? Like in the sea of like all these people, there's this, uh, a Jamaican guy. And, you know, I'm from the Caribbean too. And yeah. this dude was killing it yeah. in, in Newark. And I was just like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm doing wholesaling. Yeah. That's all like I was doing. And he was just smashing it. So I was just like, yo, I don't know what he's doing, but he told me he could do it. And he said, these guys are honest. Yeah. They could tell you how to do it. So I was like, all right, I did that. So at the end of that third day, you're running to the back of the room. Yes. You know, credit card and all. You know, I remember, and this is, you know, this is kind of like how people tell you like, okay, you got to risk something, right? Sure. Man, I remember I had, you know, I had a decent paying job at the time. I worked for a mortgage company at the time. This was after insurance. Okay. And, um. I remember I had good money in the bank. I probably was all my savings, but I had a, a big credit line on my credit card. Yeah, yeah. So I put a little bit of money, remember yeah, this? Yeah. Put a little bit of money down, like five grand or something. And then I ended up putting the rest on my credit card because yeah. they were saying like, yo, once you get your deals, you pay it off. Yeah. So I did. And the best and the worst investment <laughs> yeah. I ever made at that time, because I remember for me at that time, I did get into real estate and I did make some money, but I didn't make it all back at once. And that was kind of like, you know, the beginning of, I felt like, you know, you kind of got started under pressure. Yeah. I would totally do it differently if I could, you know, kind of like doing a little bit smarter. Sure. But, you know, it got me into the game, put it like that. So talk to me, what, what did those first couple of deals look like after you got the education and got yourself into the right room? Yeah. Right? Start getting so, that inspiration. <laughs> yeah. So after the inspiration, right, you got to do perspiration, right? You yeah. have to get out and get going. Yeah. So, you know, like that at that point, my first deal, I didn't know how to market. Like going into these things now, like people go on the, oh, yeah, like these gurus, they tell you how to, like most people now on YouTube know more about how to market yeah. and wholesale yeah. than anyone did back sure. then. Right. Yep. So, like that was like unheard of. So, I didn't know how to market. I knew the concepts, but I didn't know how to actually get deals. Mm-hmm. So, what I did is I had a buddy of mine, Kev Burr, someone of my best friends still today. I said, Kev. I was like, you know anybody that wants to buy a house? He lived in South Jersey, like kind of like Burlington County. Okay. You know where that is. Yeah, yeah. He lived in Burlington County. And I said, Kev, you know anybody that wants to sell a house? I'm like, you call me. Yeah, you call yeah, me. And he's like, what you mean? Like, where are you getting all this money from? Yeah. I'm like, no, nah, don't worry about that. I was like, I got the money. Just tell him. I was like, pick an ugly one. Right? Yeah, yeah. Sure enough, Kev calls me back like maybe two weeks later. He's like, bro, he's like, I got an old lady. Like, typical story. Like, little lady. Yeah. She has this two-family house. She's not going to do anything with it. Like. She wants to sell it and she wants cash. I was like, all right. I drove down, looked at it, didn't run the comps. Yeah. Didn't run any, you know, didn't you're know, like, what do you want? Didn't, you <laughs> yeah. know, I, like whatever she wanted, I just took like $10,000 yeah. off, right? Can I get it for this? Book? Right. Hey, that's <laughs> all it was. I just need a deal. That's <laughs> it. That's all it was. And then I remember writing up the contract, sending it to her, boom, boom, boom. And yeah. then after that, I took that deal. I went and took it to a, a RIA, okay. Garden State RIA at the time. Because I live in Jersey. Took it up there, met this lady. 
She was like looking for a deal. She was looking for a two fam. Boop, boop, boop. I remember she was haggling me. Really? Oh my God. She, I don't remember your name, but she was, <laughs> but I don't want to know. Yeah, she, was, she was tough, but I ended up making, I don't know, like first deal, I made 10,000. And I okay. broke my man Kev off. I made, yeah, you know, gave him some of her finer stuff. Yeah, yeah. And that was it. And then after that, here's where the story gets better. <laughs> I didn't do any deals after that. Like, no deals. None. Really? For like another three years. None. Three years. Three years. What I didn't understand is like, I didn't understand how to market. Like, yeah. after my Kev. Yeah, Kev. Yeah. That was it. Kev, and where I, you at, bro? Yeah. Keep it coming. Kev was like, yeah, I'm making my money, but yeah. like, that's it. Yeah. And I didn't understand that. And that's the thing that I didn't really learn until years later when I moved to Florida. Yeah. Try to find more Kevs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Kevin model. Yeah. The Kevin model. Yeah. 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 Okay. So three years passed by. What were, were you still in the mortgage space? Dude. Yeah. 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 So at that point, you know, after I got that deal, by then I leveraged myself pretty high. Cause remember, I told you I bought a house. So yeah. I bought that 100%. I quit my job at that point. Yeah. So I was like, I'm all in. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a know? real estate investor. Well, that's it. I right? got a property. Right. Let's so go. I, I quit my job. Yeah. I bought this property 100%. And I was, I was, we were expecting our son at the oh, time. Okay, yeah. So it was like triple threat. Yep, and I yep. was just like, all right, I was in it. And then after that, right around that time is when 2008 happened. Okay. And then things just yeah. screeched to a halt. And my tenant, you know, fast forward, my tenant stopped paying. I was living in two family. I was living upstairs. My tenant's downstairs. I see him getting groceries, <laughs> you know, and not paying me. I was so mad. And like when people talk about tenant stuff, like that's what you can run up against for sure. So what happened with that situation? Like how long did they not pay? You had to go through uh, the eviction process? Man. What, what happened? Nah, like I ended up, I ended up, they didn't pay me for a while. And as a result, because I had no job, I didn't pay the bank either. So I ended up going into foreclosure, yeah. short sale, yeah. you know, the bankruptcy, yeah. all that stuff. Fast okay. forward, man. Like yeah. that's like the reality for me until... Maybe like four years later, when I kind of got out of it, my wife was back to work and then she had an opportunity to move to Florida. Yeah. And at that time I had a small transportation business and I was doing all right, but I was out of real estate. I was like, I'm done. Yeah. 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 I was done. And then, you know, when we moved to Florida, I said, you know, I'm going to give this thing a shot because Florida was refreshing because like there were so many people doing real estate. Okay. There's so many people doing different strategies. Really? Yeah. In Florida, there were so many people doing so many different things. Lease purchased, land contracts. People were doing, um, you know, uh, owner financing for sure. I'm just thinking like the different things that I saw. Of course, wholesale was, you know, fix and flips, multifamily. Like there was so much going on. Yeah. Which in Jersey, it was either you were a cash buyer yeah. and you found a deal, you know, directly to the seller or you yeah. get it from an agent and it was pay to play because no agents is going to mess with the newbie. Yeah. You know, in Jersey, you know how it is. Yeah, for sure. I feel like that is so crucial. So many people get really hurt after the crash and then they're just emotionally like tapped out. They're like, no more real estate whatsoever. Yeah. And obviously that's how you probably felt at first. But once you get into to that new atmosphere and you have everybody else kind of creatively doing different deals around you and everybody's yeah. doing real estate, that's a really pivotal point because if you weren't in that space, then maybe, you know, you wouldn't have ever jump back in real estate. Who knows? Yeah, for sure, man. I feel like, you know, real estate, you know, it's not like it was calling you. It wasn't like calling me. Right. But I feel like everybody that has an interest in it that actually yeah. gets into it, they have an affinity for what, what this is, right. Sure, they yeah. they want to add value somewhere. Yeah. So they get in, they start doing it. But the thing for me that I always enjoyed the most about it is the ability. Like I liked coming in and looking at someone's problem and figuring out how I could fix it. Oh yeah. That yeah, was like, like the fun part. Yeah. yeah. 
You know, that was always the fun part about it. So for, for people, there's a lot of different ways to do it in real estate. Sure. You know, so I think it's great. And then when you get into the other benefits, it's a no brainer. It's a no brainer. Yeah. There's no, it's no surprise why all the wealthy people in yeah. this world, in this country, they own some kind of real estate oh, somehow. Yeah. yeah. It's for that reason. Yeah. I mean, just we were talking about taxes even, even prior and before going live here. And yeah, I mean, just the tax benefits alone, like every single person needs to own a little bit of real estate just for the tax benefits, you know? So I love that. So you moved down to Florida and you started seeing all these different strategies. What was the transitional point for you? Like, what did you jump into once you started get, getting back into real estate? Well, I didn't have much money. Yeah. So I just, it was all wholesale. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And then my little claim to fame was like, I would go to all these REAs, I would meet the cash buyers and I would, my focus was always to be like, yo, who has the money? Yeah. Like I would go and just get around them. You're on that Grant Cardone movement. I guess. I mean, I, I don't really know. You were claiming it before he was. Huh? I, I, mean, I don't, I mean, I don't got know. my money. Let's go. I guess. Yeah. Man. Because I think I was like, I ain't got no money. Yeah. I was like, I, I need the money. So I, who's going to be my money? My buyer. Yeah. And most people do. So yeah, I was like, okay, I found out like who the one, and one of the guys, a good friend of mine, Patrick at the time, he was running the Rio. Mm-hmm. So I would just kind of hang out with him and Patrick's son. He's a, he's a he's a little ego with him sometimes, but like Patrick would be like, yeah, you know, like you can send me deals, just don't bother me. And I'm just like, bro, like I'm, I'm, I'm hungry over here. Like, yeah. like, help me out. If yeah. I send you a deal, you don't like it, tell me. Bro. Yeah, let me know. But he, you know, Patrick, true to form, that dude, I sent him a couple of deals. I found this one down there. This was my first deal in Florida. Sent it down there to him, and he went and looked at it. And I remember he came out with his other guy that was on his team, and I met the seller out there. It was just a great experience. Beautiful experience with the seller. She was stoked. And I made probably like, you know, probably like 10, 15,000 on that one too. But then after that is when things started to kind of like take off mm-hmm. at that point. Yeah. I knew I could do it. You know, I knew like I was starting to get like how to market. I was starting to get how to go find buyers. I was starting to see how it all pieced together. Yeah. And that's when we started building. And then so you really started getting the systems in place and the team members and so forth at that point, right? To no, I was still solo. I was still solo okay. there for a little bit, yeah. probably like another year or two okay. until I could really build a little bit of capital, you know, because when you start out, you're just, yeah. unless you have it, like you're, yeah. you're probably starting out and you're kind of winging it and you're doing everything until yeah. you can scale up. Like that's what I was doing yeah. probably the first two years until I found like my really key hires and then started building from there. Yeah. So last time when we connected at the boardroom, yeah. you know, at the mastermind group, you were presenting. And it really caught my attention on your KPIs as well as really you selling to a ton of the hedge funds right. at the time. And then out of nowhere, all the hedge funds just like dried up and stopped with, right. the, with the crazy market that we're in right now. Right. right. Yeah. So I wanted to just get your feedback on how it was working with the hedge funds. <laughs> yeah. I'll be glad to tell you that. Yeah. One. Yeah. Dude. I'm saying to all the people out there, listen, yeah. your local cash buyers are the people that are going to make you, you know, decent money, mm-hmm. right? They're the ones that get, but the hedge funds, if you, any hedge fund people out there and you can get offended if you want to, like you guys are greedy, man. Yeah. You guys are greedy. You guys are greedy and you're going to take advantage of the person that has to go. I had a situation recently with a hedge fund. We negotiated such a good deal because this is a wholesale situation. Negotiate such a good deal for them. And the same hedge fund was like, oh, we don't want to ever change your price. We won't lower your, your price. Yeah. We get down there, we're making like, you know, probably like a, a mid five figure 
assignment fee. Sure. Okay. And in the house in Florida, that's yeah. a nice reduction. Right? Yeah. So we're doing all right. You know, that's a lot of work. Like it takes a decent yeah. amount of work to get these things on the contract, convince sellers and work with them and find solutions for them. We do this, we get negotiated. Man, these guys do an inspection. They want to take our fee almost in half. Oh, yeah, I bet. Yeah. Right? <laughs> just, just from an inspection where we told them everything up front. Yeah. But they find There's other no surprises. Things. Yeah. Yeah, they find other things. So that's happened to me and my team so many times that it's not a coincidence. Yeah. So like what I would say, you know, my experience with hedge funds is bittersweet because there was a part there where, you know, you could throw anything to these guys and it was a layup. They were yeah. overpaying. Oh, okay. Yeah, they were overpaying. How long ago was that? That was probably about a year ago, two okay. years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Say about a year and a half ago this time last year. Yeah. You throw anything to those they, guys. They're, they're buying anything. They're buying it. Yeah. And even further back before I even got into the yeah. hedge fund, there were guys that were doing that. Yeah. They were smashing it back then. So, so at, at this point, you're you're not playing around with any hedge funds. I mean, hedge no. funds aren't even playing around with us anymore either no. because no. Uh, they just totally... At like a turning point, just one day, they just totally stopped, right? They dried up. Yeah. So a lot of them kind of pulled the, they're saying they went on kind of like a hiatus. Yeah. But you know what that means in corporate language. Yeah. Like they're just going to sit back and when they're ready, they're ready. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what's happening now. So what I think, you know, I look at this market and I look at, okay, if they were the ones that were buying, yeah, right? They were the one, the majority of the cash buyers were comprised of a lot of these hedge funds in certain markets. Yeah. Then you have some other people, your regular cash buyers. Then you have the people that were buying because they could afford it because of the low interest rates. Sure. You know, so now they're out because interest rates are higher. So exactly. Yeah. So that was your that was your perfect storm. Yeah. You know, and then you also have people that were just deciding that they wanted mm -hmm. to move or or something like your regular buyer. Right? Yeah. So it's like you take three out of those four out. That's where your slowdown happens, right? Because those guys are no longer, they're saying, okay, well, if we wanted to get returns, they still have to buy. Oh, yeah. Because the money is still coming into them, but they're just, they know. So they have all the KPIs, they do all the research and they know. So they're just going to wait. Yeah, they're waiting wait and wait. And if they are going to buy, they're going to use yeah. the people that are in the trenches to go get it for them. Mm -hmm. Look. I'm not going to buy how they do business. It does just mean I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah, for sure. That's why I personally feel like wholesale in the in the way that we all knew it for the last five years, seven years. Oh, yeah. It's dead. Bro. Yeah. It's dead. So talk to me about that. I know you just explained a, a little bit of, of why it's dead, but, yeah. but go deeper into that for anybody that's just getting started in, into wholesaling. Like, what are some of the difficulties at this point for somebody that's brand new, mm -hmm. even if they get the education, sure. you know, like. There, there's a lot of deals that are getting stacked up on, on top of each other right now. The inventory is climbing mm -hmm. and a lot of these people can't get rid of these properties. They can't find the buyers anymore. So your questions, it sounds like um, if I'm hearing it right, mm -hmm. it's a little low. You're like, okay, if you're getting into wholesaling now, yeah. like why is it a little debt? Yeah. Like if, yeah. Why, why even go that? Dude. So for me, I think if you're getting into real estate right now, you got to be focusing on Honestly, like getting your strategy down, that's mm -hmm. going to be effective in this market, first and foremost, yep. and then investing your skills. So like if you're just talking about, OK, what's the strategy that can work? This is a downward trending market price wise. Sure. Yeah. Prices are falling. Nobody's going to be buying properties at the level that they were for appreciation and flipping. Yeah. So you got to switch your strategy. Yeah. You know, it's either going buy and hold and you're going to be working with like more cash investors that want to hold for long term. Or you're going to be working with people that, you know, can give you terms on their property. And then you want to work with 
with investors that want to buy and hold on good terms, or you're going to be working with people that are outside of the credit box, so to speak. Sure. You know, they're yeah. locked out. Yep. You want to work they can't with them. They get the bank. Yeah. yeah. Want, and there's tons of those oh, people. Yeah. Yeah. Tons. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're yeah. in that business. Yeah, like yeah. You, that's part I see of it every yeah. day. Yeah. You know, they got tons, you know, they have decent money. They just yeah. don't have the credit. They yeah. don't have the income that they can show. Yeah. So those people are those people want to buy, man. They want homes. Oh yeah. Yeah, I want to talk about seller finance, but before we do that, I, let's talk about the market for a second. What is your opinion on where we're at in the market right now? Well, and where do you think you know interest rates are going and so forth? Sure. So, like the end through the end of this year, from what I'm, I'm reading, like I'm I'm not the analyst type. Like, sure. I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I won't hold you to it, bro. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you're using this, yeah. your do Don't go out and hedge. Just what I'm going right now. Right. Yeah. I am not a financial yeah. advisor. But I would say I don't think Fed, despite what they're saying, I don't think they're gonna they're gonna raise rates through the end of the year. In my opinion, mm -hmm. only because I think you know they want to preserve kind of like the the current status. And plus, we're in election year, so they want to yeah. kind of keep it status quo till the end of next year, uh, till the end of the first quarter next year, sure. and then maybe they'll reevaluate. But I don't see anything happening right now. Plus, we're going into the holiday season; they can't make things more difficult for businesses. Going in, as mm -hmm. you would think. Yeah, no, right? I, I hear you. <laughs> and inflation is what it is. Like, yep. If prices are going up, you know that is that is what it is. So that's my out, outlook as far as the market overall. It is what it is. Like we were in a very appreciative market for a very long time. Oh yeah. And now, you know, like okay, I'll make it simple for you. Yeah. Right. I'll make it simple for everybody yeah. out there. What makes makes real estate, you know, go is affordability. Okay. At the end of the day. Yeah. And affordability in our country is based off of credit. Yeah. Because nobody go, very few people go out and buy cash. Yeah. Yeah. The majority are going out and buying mortgages. So yeah. if you make it affordable, when affordability changes, that's going to affect the market, which yeah. affordability has. Yep. And that's it. Yeah. I mean, the appreciation, interest rate. So the people that could, you know, uh, last year, yeah. year, the last five, six years, you know, um, when the interest rates were lower, now those guys are like they could have just made it before. Now they can't at all. For sure. There's a lot of people that are just totally kicked out of the game. Yeah. So what is your opinion on like me personally? I, I truly believe that right now is probably one of the best times to purchase real estate right now. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. And the reason why I say this is that. I want to hear your reason. Yeah. Yeah. So the reason that I, I bring this up is that. I just got off a coaching call just just before this, and the guy said he's gonna he changed up his goals. He, he doesn't actually want to get real estate now in the next six twelve months because of the interest rates. And I was like, bro, that's the worst thing you would want to do mm -hmm. if you can find a deal right now. And there's plenty out there still. Yep. You know the inventory stacking up. There's motivated sellers within the piles here. Yep. You know, and they'll get even more motivated when they need to. There's still plenty of people with equity. So. If you end up finding a deal that you can lock up and you can still make it cash flow and, and it still make it work with these interest rates at this point, like whatever you think the future is going to be with interest rates, whether you think it's going to go up, well, then you just save money because you locked it in. Right. Otherwise, if you think it's going to go down, which I personally believe this coming year in the beginning of the year or in the springtime, there's a lot of indications that and I'm not. You know, I, I have no Again, idea. Yeah. Not, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just putting my two cents out there. Yeah. That's my, you know, I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah. But that's what where I think that it could be going down a little bit to sure. make it to allow people, you know, so the whole country doesn't go under. 
But at that point, if you own the property, then you can refinance, you can get a better rate and so forth. So I think right now, if you can find a deal, which they're still out there and make it work, then today's the best time. Yeah, I agree. And just because of the timing, right? Like if you, oh yeah, if you're going to, if you're going to buy something on sale, buy it when there's a lot of inventory and we are just kind of like in the turn and people will say, well, you know what? I'll just wait till the bottom. Well, the, the problem is. You when, don't know where to buy it. Yeah, you like, didn't know when the top was. Yeah, so, now, so how would you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have that information. Yeah, message. Me up. Yeah. Message. <laughs> we can all enjoy. Yeah, yeah. Right? we would but love like, that. Nobody yeah. does. So, you know, the thing about real estate, there's no wrong time to get in for yeah. sure. But I think what you have to do is just yeah. understand your strategy. Yeah. Understand the market that we're in right now exactly. and your strategy and just adjust the numbers a little bit, you know, exactly. be caution. But yeah, I think letting off the gas right now is not the approach. I think you can definitely double up. And in the next six, 12 months, who knows, maybe it even gets better for all of us. Sure. And and I don't know if all the listeners are kind of newbie. I think everything, you got to take everything into consideration, but the general blanket statement I'm going to say is you're not going to lose in real estate. And here's the, here's the, the big thing that I being in this business for over 10 years, didn't even appreciate until I really started making money. Yeah. Okay. So if you're an you're an earner, if you're making anything over, you know, 150, 200,000 sure. a year. Yeah. Guys, if you're on this call and you're thinking, okay, I want to break into that. Yeah. Or if I'm making that money in why real estate is because you're never going to get any kind of tax advantage like real estate. Yeah. Anywhere. Yeah. Appreciation. Forget appreciation. Yeah. Depreciation comes way faster. So let's clarify that though, because you need to own the damn piece of property though, right? So you got rental properties, you got 13 buying homes and you're putting one up for Airbnb right now. So, so it's important to make sure that you own it and you, you hang on to it, not just doing those transactionals, right? The fix and flip. I hear a lot of people wanting to do that. And you know, there's nothing wrong with it if you got the time and energy, but it's a high paying job. High risk, high rewards. Yeah. So you just want to be mindful of your strategy. There's 30 plus ways to make money in real estate. Get a good understanding of each one so that you can really excel in whatever gravitates you. Right. You know, like you fell in love with wholesaling. It makes sense. It, it did because I didn't have any money. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you had to start somewhere, right? right exactly. I, I fell in love with the Burr strategy and that's, you know, totally saved our life. But now, you are starting to really fall in love with the seller financing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sure. And it's, I mean, there's nothing more attractive than I love creative real estate. Like, I just think nobody utilizes it enough. It's something you got to educate the other individual on and really you got to sell them on the idea of how how well it is for them being becoming the bank. Yeah. Right. That's the place that we all want to be at the end of the day. Sure. So tell the listeners why you started going down this route of wanting to do seller financing. Mm. And for anybody out there that doesn't really understand that concept. Okay. So, you know, seller financing in its core is really just like, just like another strategy, right? Yeah. Like, and it's not brand new. Like it didn't sure, just yeah. come out in the last yeah. two years. Yeah. It's been around forever, man. Actually, before there was even banks, like people, how would, people, did yeah, it. people would go out and actually meet each other, exchange deeds. Yep. And, you know, if they wanted to barter or do whatever, and stuff, that's what they would do. Yep. So it's super, it's super available. It's just that most people just don't understand it. Why I love sales financing so much is it to me, it's like, it's kind of like the art form of real estate. Yeah. Right. From like the residential all the way up to the larger, oh, like yeah. we're working on like a 267 home portfolio. Right yeah. Now. Yeah. Okay. And the bulk of that transaction 
I'm in there negotiating, yeah. you know, seller finance terms and kind of working out how we can get that. The guys at the big levels, that's they, how that's, that's all they how do. Most of the deals they've yeah. done. It's very rare that yeah. they're just coming in and it's saying, not traditional. Give yeah. me cash. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, that's if they're doing it at a high level, yeah. that should tell everybody else that's in between. Yeah from the low part, like, yo, this is how it gets done. And all it is, is you're just sitting down and saying, okay, if you feel like my price, okay, what you're asking, right, isn't what you want, then if you want me to meet your price, then help me out with the terms. Yes. That's it. Yeah, help it's me price out versus terms. Yeah. That's what you, you got to realize. Exactly. Just getting creative and trying to figure it out, like, what is a true win-win? Exactly. And that's what two people can do. You can do it between an agent, like, yeah. It doesn't matter. Like the we just, I just uh, met an agent over at a property in Escondido, and I felt it was cool because she was talking to me. She's like, she's you know, she's a really smart agent, right? But she's like, damn it, I wanted to give her like a soft offer over the phone. I'm like, yeah, would they take terms? She's like, I can't tell you if they'll take terms. Yeah, <laughs> I can't tell you. I can't tell. She's you. like, I need you to come down to the house and look at it. Yeah, and I'm just like, oh my god, ladies, no so my damn right. So I'm like, I'm gonna draw. So, and I said, yeah, okay. And she's just like, I can't talk to myself. So she pretty much convinced me to come see the house. Yeah. So yeah, I went over there and we sat down and, you know, she was really, really smart about how she kind of, you know, she did her homework on the property and for sure she, she'd be an asset. But like, even that, like now it's like, okay, now that I've seen it, we get to create the, the terms. Yeah. And now I know a little bit more about the property because I understand yeah. what the, the parts are, right? You know, knowing the seller's wants and why seeing the property, what kind of exit, what we have planned. Like it's it's creative because you're learning all the parts. Yeah. Once you get all the parts, you can put the piece together. It's like a puzzle. Yeah. And that's a deviation from just wholesaling. Wholesaling is like 65 percent. Yeah. You know, I gotta get my 65 minus repairs. Yeah. And then I'm screw gonna, this person. Exactly. Like, and then that person on the back end is like, oh yeah, when he comes down, I'm just gonna beat him up because I know his contract's only good for like 20 days. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's the same. Yeah, you want to get out of that. Yeah, <laughs> been out of that. Yeah. So for anybody out there that is looking to get started and doing some creative financing, some seller financing options, yeah, do you have any tips or tricks on getting them prepared to really educate the seller because yep. that's so, so crucial. Mm. So many people do not know, especially if they are motivated sellers mm -hmm. and they really do have a true problem that, that you need to solve, mm -hmm. you know? Two things I would say for sure. I think the first thing you should do in real estate in general is understand how to talk to sellers. Sure. Yeah. Right. You're like, duh. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's mandatory. That's hundred percent. But I feel like when you're new, uh, some people, some people want to be successful in real estate and this is not a knock, but this is just where they enter. Yeah. I had sales experience before I went into real that's estate. Good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Some people don't. Yeah. So now you're asking them to, to conquer this new subject matter. And now you also have to yeah, sell. Shaking on the boost. That they're estate. only stuck on the dollar. Yeah. yeah. Sales. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Like you're talking with a seller and you have to find out what the solution is to their problem. A great salesperson is someone that gets that information, not sure. the person that can convince them yep. and Jedi mind trick them <laughs> yeah. like, and finesse them. That's not, that's and not I'm sales. Yeah. No, and that's not sales. Sales is, is getting to the problem and finding out how you can solve that problem. Yep. And I've seen a lot of people that wanted to get into sales over the years that's the place that I felt that they were kind of lacking getting in, but they had all everything else, but they sure. didn't have that. So I would say if you want to get into real estate at any level, yeah. start there. Yep. 
get that, you know, and there's tons of sales training everywhere. Of course. Yeah. Right. You, Sa- sales is needed for all areas of life to get your significant other to like, right. Uh, to get that. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, That's how I <laughs> and you know, there, there's just so many aspects you can utilize sales for everything. So if you're one of those people that raise your hand, like, I hate sales, like, man, you got to get over yourself on that and really deep dive into it and learn the ins and outs because yeah. it's needed for everything. You know, it's people. Okay. So any, you don't like sales because you don't like really bad salespeople. Uh-huh. Yes, exactly. Right? And yeah. most people that yeah. are going into the sales profession That's so good. is because they want to have the benefits of what sales is. So, sure. but it depends on who teaches them. Yeah. Nobody likes to be what they say. I think the saying is like no, everybody wants to buy, but nobody wants to be sold. So yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the reality. When I look at people, I'm just like, when I go, you know, I'm always I'm critical. Like, you know, I went to like uh, me and my son just stopped off at like a Rolls Royce dealership the other day. Yeah, yeah. And it's not like I was like planning on buying a Rolls Royce anytime soon. Yeah. He just wanted to go. But I got one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. He sold me. Right. <laughs> but like, no, but like the, the, when we went to the dealership, I'm always looking at salespeople, how they approach yeah. it. And yeah. this guy was, was doing everything that I thought you should do. Okay. And so when, when we walked up, first question he says, first qualifying question. He's just like, hey, what brings you guys in? And he's like, oh, are you looking to buy something particular or just just looking? Yeah. And my son here is just like, oh, no, we're just looking. Yeah. That's like first thing. Yeah. And after that, no pressure. Yeah. Because that guy knows, like, we're not serious prospects. Yeah. You know what it's I mean? not today. And yeah. it's not today. Yeah. So I loved it. And yeah. I had questions about resale and all sort of stuff. Sure. Answered them. Left me a card. And that was that. So like, I'm like, cool. If yeah. I ever want to buy Rolls Royce, guess what? I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm going to that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's just like stuff like that, little nuances that I feel like people got to invest in up front before you get into the subject matter. Yeah. Then after that, once you get that kind of familiar, sure. the next part is, yeah, get with somebody that's doing the business. Yeah. Get with somebody that's doing the business. Get, get a mentor in this. For sure. Some, somebody that's already succeeding. For sure. Because yeah. I'll tell you one thing. I don't like the cook. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. But I'm, I'm pretty confident. So I feel like, yo, if I want to make something, like if I want to bake, yeah. I could go down to the store. <laughs> you can bake up a store. Right? I, could, I could go buy <laughs> some little Betty Crocker or whatever. Yeah. I could read the ingredients and I could probably make a cake. Now, my cake come out decent? Probably. Yeah. But guess what? This ain't cake, bro. Yeah. This is real life and this is real money. <laughs> and this is your time. Same. You know what I mean? And people think like, oh, I watched a couple of YouTube videos and they gave yeah. me a contract that could do it. No. Yeah, you better slow down. No. And 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 you well, you're dealing with real people too. Like you're dealing with real true life problems that you gotta be sensitive with, you gotta listen, exactly. and you gotta make sure that you're not burying people in sure. this situation. Sure. And and another thing is too, it's like, you know, like not for nothing. And I was like this too when I I, I started too. It's like yeah. I didn't really understand the complexity of like the stuff behind it. Like sure, I, you know, we grew up with like real world issues, but like I didn't know how it felt until I was in foreclosure. Yeah, like how someone feels feels yeah. in foreclosure, yeah. right? So I think for a lot of people, if you never experienced that, it, that that probably is not going to register for you. Oh yeah. But That's... when you're with someone else that you trust, respect, and have done something like that, then you can kind of lean off of their experience yeah. and then roll that into your experience. And I think people underestimate that. They think like, oh, I just want to get that money and do it myself. Like, nah, man. Yeah, like, chasing the dollars, it's never going to serve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's tough, man. It's tough, especially when 
you know, in wholesaling, it's very time sensitive too. Oh yeah. So that's the other thing. So I would do those two things. Get with somebody yep. that, you know, you can learn how to sell first and then get with somebody that that's going to, that's in the business that knows what they're doing that you can model after. Yeah. And then build the skills that way. I love it. I love that. I mean, you've, I'm sure had uh, many mentors over the year. Is, is there anybody that sticks out the most that has really helped you and, and taken it to the next Hands level? down, hands down, man. I think the guy that changed the way I looked at real estate was a guy that I met on YouTube, a yeah. mentor. His name is Claude, Claude Diamond. Okay. And, and Claude was a, a guy from Jersey too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a Jersey guy. He lived in Colorado. And he was just a, like this eccentric, like a... Uh, you know, kind of smooth, but kind of cheesy at the same time. Dad jokes kind of guy, but he was intelligent. And he would just say, he's like, he just made it simple for me. He's like, Damon, he's like, if you can give good phone, that was his thing. Like give good phone, yeah. right? Like you could change your life. And I believe them. And I, and I, I kind of like dug into what, and he had a sales, well, sales training mm-hmm. and he was in real estate too. And he would, you know, he talked a lot about creative finance. Yeah. This was maybe seven, eight years ago. Is he out here? He's in Colorado. Okay. And in San Diego. The okay. first time I met him, it was probably only six months ago. Yeah. Yeah. Here, here in San Diego. Okay. We've been friends, mentor for like, for years. Yeah. Yeah. But first time I met him. Okay. So, I love yeah. that. The name sounds really familiar. Yeah. Paul Diamond. Yeah. Yeah, man. That guy. Yeah. Look him up. He's still around. He's just a good guy, man. Yeah, that's a good guy. And he taught me to and all taught me to value my time. So that was the, the thing that oh, yeah. that also changed my perspective. He's like, you know, you're not gonna have any more time. Yeah. Like, the people that value their time, yes. they're the ones that that are gonna go far. Yeah. I took that to heart. That's I mean, that's really good. That hits home because I was having a conversation with one of my mentors yesterday and he was laying into me like, Hey man, you're not like in this, this, and this areas in your life right now, but guess who's tolerating it? And I was like, uh you talking about me? He's like, yeah, bro. Like you, you that let, guy. You let that stuff in. Like you're tolerating it, and you're dealing with that headache now because, like, you're okay with that. So, yeah, with that, with allowing people to take up your time in those areas. Yeah. And I was like, Whew. and then just putting the perspective on time, like, dude, we don't know if we have a year. Like, we don't know if we got. If we're going to die in, in three years, five months and two days, you know, like, but if you knew, like, even if it's 30 years, like, how would you ch- like treat that differently? Yeah. Like moving the next step, the next breath and everything else. Like, would you feel that pressure of like, holy cow, like, I, got I only got 30 years left. I only got five years left. Yeah. Like, we're not all that blessed. We're not all that lucky. So like, what are you going to do right now to actually keep going and start eliminating that BS out of your life sure. because you're tolerating. Yeah. And it sounds like what you're saying is like by eliminating BS is like finding like the true thing. Like that we were talking about it really this makes you little, happy. Right? Yeah. We were yeah. talking about this, man. It's just like, yeah, I'm lately I've found that it, yep. and it sounds kind of cliche. I, I promise you beautiful, man. I promise <laughs> you it's not a, a podcast yeah. conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Right? But like, no, man, just centered around like, you know, stuff that's just happening in, in the news and yeah. It's just like, man, I, I feel like we just got to give, at least I do. Yeah. I feel like I, I could give more. Yeah. I could give more. It's part, part why I wouldn't even just like be here. Just give more to anybody. Hopefully yeah. somebody gets something on the value for yeah. being here. Anyone I'm around is giving them like, you know, that attention and making yeah. them feel a little bit 
like the love from one other person like that to me, I feel like is, is why partly I'm here. Yeah. Like a big part of why I'm here. And then the rest of it is like, I'm figuring it out as I go. And I think, man, like real estate helps you do that because you can really see in real time how you affect people. Sure. And then the rest of life is like, yo, I feel like real estate is like one of those great things because you can do that. Then the gifts come back as well. Yeah. Like if you can just serve and serve that way, you're going to get the gifts back. And, and nobody will see that when somebody's talking about the Maserati, because that's just to get your, yeah. or whatever, Ferrari, it's just yeah. to get your attention. That's that clickbait. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. to get your attention because they know that's what the trigger is. But yeah. at the end of it, most of the people that are lasting and they're strong in the business, that's what they're after. Like, oh, yeah. That's the magic. Yeah. You know, because the stuff comes and goes, man. Yeah, that's good. It does. Yeah, I love that. Damon, what does the future look like for you right now? What do you got going on? Dude, immediate future, we got a lot going on, man. Like yeah. we launched a um, kind of like a division to start doing some investing real estate out here just for like local investors that want to do buy and holds yeah. and just help them kind of just <laughs> get products done on time. No BS because I, I'm an investor. I know mm -hmm. what, what they're looking for. So, you know, make sure your subs are on time, make sure your products yeah. are done. Yeah, it's not going to be, it's not going to be uh, the cheapest, yeah, but it ain't yeah. going to be, you know, it's not going to be. You're not going to have issues. Yeah, yeah. you're not going to have issues, yeah. right? Like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so that's one of the things we, we've been rolling out over the last two months, which has been, it's been fun because contracting is not like my forte, but it's something that I've always felt like is a cornerstone to what we do. So. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a very it's, pivotal it's been, point. Yeah, yeah. It's, been fun to, it's fun to learn while you're on the job at the yep. same time. And then. Outside of that, you know, my regular traditional business in Florida is, is Foxy Home Buyer and building that brand. And we're going into a, we've always been in an appreciating market. So now going into a yeah. depreciating market, like getting to see how that and how we, we can put systems in place to scale around that and just serve customers the same way. That's what we're doing. So it's like we've probably in the last 45 to 60 days started transitioning to all seller financing oh really for the most part yeah okay. man i mean because the reality is it's like no matter what you say most people are not ready for that conversation for it's sure. the high level stuff right yeah like, yeah most sellers aren't ready for hey man like yeah your house was 200 last month now it's gonna be it's 150, 150 yeah. 140 yeah nah man they don't want to hear that yeah. yet. so there's gonna be people that are motivated give them another option because those people might have the wherewithal, right? And yeah. then the, the, still the need to take a, a advantage of what you're offering versus just cash at 140. Yeah, their interest rates may be low, you know, like they might have something locked in from exactly. years ago, right? So exactly. Yeah. So that's, yeah, those are the two things major, man. And, and, and outside of just work, like it's inside of just giving, getting closer to like why I'm supposed to be here, mm -hmm. you know, like, my wife, she's very passionate about dance. Like that's something that she's always been passionate about. Our son, he's like, he wants to go travel the world. And he, you yeah. know, he's, he's at that place where he's getting to the point where he can be self, kind of like a self-going, self-starter and yeah. he's traveling and going places. He wants to, you know, be on the world tour and surf all the world's best waves. And like, here I am, it's like, I want to just be able to not just inspire people, but show them like, like it's possible yeah, yeah. you know and yeah i think it all comes out of like okay well what do you want to what do you want to give like mm -hmm. you know everybody needs something and they want to get back but what do you want to give to get that in return and be that example i think yeah you know that's kind of where it's at for me right now yeah, yeah. that's good 
Yeah, man. If like real estate has changed my life so much, I couldn't be more thankful. And yeah, and I feel like over the years, I don't think I was naturally like greedy originally, but it's kind of like that mindset of putting your mask on first. Like I always felt like I need to make myself successful first mm -hmm. before I started giving out so much mm -hmm. in the beginning. And and what I realized that if I wasn't faithful with the finances that I was getting at, you know, that, that beginner early stage, as I'm building myself up, if I couldn't be generous with that, then I, I really, I felt like it would be very difficult for me to start changing my habits when I'm super successful. Right. Sure. And, and I get all those funds. So having that generous heart and starting to pour in whatever that means to you, you right. know, like whatever it, that looks like. Yeah. That, that's not always just finance. It's not, it's not always just time. It's, it's, I don't know. It's getting creative with it. Right. We're talking creative financing, creative giving baby. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think that's important and it will always come back to serve you best. So, so yeah, man, I, I appreciate you so much for coming and your generous heart and being able to give back to the listeners. You just gave an hour and something of your time. How can myself or the listeners, like, what can we do to give back to you? It's a great question. Um, I would say right now that my biggest, I guess, uh, want, I guess, or yeah. something I could use is I'm looking to place, uh, for anybody looking, I'm looking to place an investment. We've got 267 units. Mm. They're homes in Florida, and it's a seller finance opportunity. The cash flow is there, and for the right buyer group, if they're looking to get, you know, steady return appreciation over time. Yeah. Yeah. But man, yeah. Killer depreciation and, and value. I mean, these are homes that like, you know, in Florida, I don't know if you know Florida, but Florida, you could be in flood zones. You could yeah, be yeah. in tornado, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, hurricane alley, all, all different, right? Yeah. Like these are like the most moderately priced homes, but in like the best homes yeah. in the Tampa Bay area, as far as what, what it has to offer. Okay. And what would be great is somebody that is looking for that type of return or know somebody that, that is, mm. don't worry about the structure. If they're looking, we can figure it out. So yeah. for anybody looking you know, contact Brandon or do no, no, con yeah, contact right. me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> contact. Yeah. So, so throw out uh, how people can any social media or whatever you want to give them to reach out. To sure, you. sure. So I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it um simple. Damon Hart on Instagram. Damon Hart. I think it's Damon Hart FL on Facebook. Damon Hart on Instagram. And phone number. I'm gonna give you my number. Call me eight one three four one three seven nine two nine. Just call me. I love Text it. me. Yeah, you know, I remember back in the day, like my my guy Mike Jones. I was just remember? thinking that remember Mike Jones was giving out cell phone. Like, what like, is that number? <laughs> you know, and then yo, Mike Jones, he was like, yeah, yeah that was like the best thing. So yeah. call me eight one three four one three seven nine two nine. Like, call me. That's some good marketing right there. Yeah, yeah that's good. Call me. <laughs> I, I do pick up my own phone and text me because sometimes the voicemail gets a little full. So text me. And just say, hey, you know, that would be great. I would appreciate it very much to get an introduction. And we'll talk about all the numbers and structure it that way. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you so much for coming down here and, and just being a part of this to, to give back to the listeners, man. So another but respect and love for you, bro. And really excited just to see what you start doing in this new transition as wholesaling and the market that we're in is, is kind of it's dead, right? So now we're doing the seller financing Dude. and switching it up. Dude, uh, I'll tell you what, 
bring me back here in uh, three months, yeah. whatever you want to yep, do. Yep. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you one thing. I'll tell you one thing. We won't be doing. We'll be doing majority old seller oh, finance, hundred yeah. percent. Oh yeah. And by then, I was just telling you we're buying yeah. another place here, and I was like, yeah, it's gonna be seller finance, hundred oh. percent, and, and so. more confident than I, I've seen in a very long time in any real estate investor. So I just, I love that. You yeah. see that? <laughs> and I blocked it. You gotta just know. Yeah. I know it. So yeah. for sure. And it's a strategy, guys. Yeah. Is the strategy. Yeah, when you got the plan and you know exactly what you're doing, then uh, then the confidence will come, right? So yeah. anyway, guys, love you guys all so much. If you guys want to get a hold of me, you can always check out me on Instagram. It is Brandon Elliott Investments. Otherwise, facebook.com forward slash Brandon Elliott Investor. If you're looking to get educated on anything credit related and really understanding how to get as much funding from the banks as possible, totally flipping the scripts and getting several hundred thousand to even seven figures in funding at 0% interest, and then being able to leverage it and purchase real estate just like we have, or scale up and really leverage and travel hack and so much more into any other businesses that you're, you're passionate about. If money was ever the issue, let's eliminate that with credit. And let me show you how to, if you need to fix credit, we got you as well. So you can always check out creditcounselelite.com. That's www.creditcounselelite.com. You can check out our webinar on that. It's about an hour long. It will give you all the possibilities of what we can do for you in Credit Counseling Elite and check out our mastermind group. So until next time, make sure you hit the subscribe button for Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast. Mm -hmm. And you'll get the newest notification every single Monday when the new episode airs and drops. And then leave that five-star review. Greatly appreciate all the love and support. As always, we will catch you on the next one. God bless. This has been another episode of Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast. Brought to you by Brandon Elliott. For more information, please visit BrandonElliottInvestments.com. Also, please don't forget to like, share, and leave a comment below. Thanks again for joining. Until next time, God bless.